Hey guys, it's your good buddy Heath, and I'm still blown away by the amazing experience that was STFConline. It was an absolute delight to get to hang out with so many members of the Southern Tomfoolery community, and to get to play and even GM some TTRPGs with many of you, and even give away some prizes. STFConline just proves how special this community is, and we couldn't have pulled it off without the support and the generosity of our Patreon supporters. I wanted to take a second to go over our Patreon benefit tiers in case any of our listeners are on the fence about becoming a patron, or maybe just aren't aware of our available Patreon benefits. Currently, there are six Patreon membership tiers for Southern Tomfoolery. First, we have the Weldy's Hacky Sack Heroes tier, a $2 a month pledge. At this tier, your name will be listed on the Southern Tomfoolery website as a Patreon supporter. You'll get access to our Patreon blog posts, and you'll personally get a thank you postcard. For pledges of $5 a month, you'll join the ranks of the Epic Tracer Support Crew Patreon tier, which will get you an STF koozie and a social media shout-out, as well as access to earlier releases of our weekly episodes. As part of your early episode releases, you'll get access to a private Discord channel where you and other patrons can discuss the episodes early. On top of that, you'll also be able to send in messages to be read on air whenever Adam deigns to give one of the cast members an inspiration. And you'll also occasionally get access to private polls only available to patrons that'll help inform us of the show's progress and shape the show and the network as it continues to grow. At $10 a month, you'll join the Apollo Protection Agency tier as a loyalty agent. At this tier, you'll receive all the benefits of the first two tiers, as well as custom stickers every three months, only available to patrons. And when we start our Fly Free or Die campaign, you'll be able to submit critical hits and critical fumbles to be used in the new show. The Pools of Paradise tier is available to anyone who pledges $25 a month, and aside from all the previous tier benefits, you'll get a custom-designed Southern Tomfoolery t-shirt twice a year and a 20% discount at our merchandise store. Plus, you'll get an invitation to join me at Titanium Mike's Fight Rock, which is an opportunity for you to roll up a character and have a boxing match against everyone's favorite big old lizard using our homebrewed boxing rules. The North Star Explorer tier is for $50 a month patrons, and as well as the previous tier benefits, lets you sit down with Emily in a special video call where you can help design an NPC, a monster, or an encounter for our Hacky Sack Heroes show, run by Emily herself. Finally, for pledges of $100 a month, you'll join the Apollo Protection Agency Affiliate tier, which will give you all the benefits listed so far, and you'll get to play in either a Pathfinder 2nd Edition or Starfinder one-shot alongside and run by members of Southern Tomfoolery twice a year. If it wasn't for the support of our community and our patrons, Southern Tomfoolery wouldn't have the vibrant, generous, and loving community that we do. So again, thank you so much to all our patrons, and if you've been considering pledging, there's never a better time than now. We're nearing our next Patreon goal, which will let us start a whole new adventure in Starfinder's Fly For Your Die campaign, and we couldn't be more excited to play a new adventure path and provide you guys with new stories and new characters. If you want any more information, check out the Southern Tomfoolery website, and if you'd like to help us with some financial support, head over to Patreon's website and look us up. I don't want to shill too much, but we'd appreciate any support you can offer, and if you're not in a place right now where you can part with your hard-earned cash, no worries. The main show will always be here for you to listen to, free of charge. 
We love you guys, and we love making this show for you. So, let's go ahead and jump right into it with episode 114, In the Ill of the Night. Alright, that alignment clap, that one hurt my hands. I did it too hard. <laughs> dude, it hurt my hands. I was sitting here thinking like, shit, I my hands too hard. hurt, dude. Yeah, yeah. I like really gave it all, like everything I, I could, you know. Got We're like all like jazzed up from our little pre-record banter. <laughs> yeah. We're like all kind of like hyped up. Uh, you guys ever uh, like clapped your hands so hard that you actually bruised a finger? Uh, nope. Not a finger, but I definitely like bruised like the padding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or the palm. What's it called? Well, a stone like, bruise? Like on your foot, yeah. but on your hand? On no, your like I, I've done it like Never in between the joints of like a pointer finger before. And once while I was running. Do you running, know how to clap? No. Uh, <laughs> once while I was running, getting chased by a horsefly, trying to swat at it. Swat and like slapped my ankle so hard that like one of my fingers just ballooned like I'd slammed it in a car door. Bruh. Yeah. It was a At bad STF time. retreat, we need to like work on Josh's class. clapping. <laughs> you did good. more damage to yourself <laughs> than the horsefly <laughs> ever would. So the idea is you want to keep your fingers extended uh-huh. flat, uh-huh. not pointing towards each other. If you clap like claws, <laughs> you're going to damage your yeah. fingers. Well, you I know? thought that's why it started with a C. Oh boy, and an L and uh, an A. No, it stop. shares it's most like- of the word. It's like feeding that, the horse. That was such a stretch. You get that going for us on that <laughs> yeah, that was, It starts with a C is a the big new oof. low point of your stretches. <laughs> you, you start know, to like, sound more and more like me, baby. <laughs> Fuck it, man. Fell's alive. I don't care. <laughs> That's true. He did make it. I don't, it's like impossible to kill a motherfucker in this game. I swear. I, I mean, I a level 20 poison. Ooh, didn't, he's couldn't trying. Do it. Allegedly. It took a lot of work to avoid it, I will say. I mean, no, yeah, dude, like, it was coordinated strategy. I mean, it, like, it wasn't like it just happened. Like, uh, I, I mean, mean, like, if if, if either of them had been. Pushing hand grenades, though, you know listen, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, listen, I just, I want to say that I, I put in some work, like, strategy-wise, to try you to keep there. Phil alive. Yeah, I'm, listen, I'm not negating any of the work that I y'all did work to keep him alive. The second what time I'm saying around. is. That's the what, the most dangerous poison in the game, yeah. and it still didn't kill him. That's all I'm saying. So what I'm, you're saying is, Phil is literally soft. indestructible. Oh my dude, wow! Nah, or you? soft GM, <laughs> one or the other. You, oh. No, I'm not I saying had that no control, control over it. At, I don't I'm not like at any. All. I don't like where any of this is going. Oh, so many taunts <laughs> and temps. I had no control over the outcome in that. Like once the poison was just you know administered, it was all up to y'all's roles. I mean, you Adam know, did I had, his part. Yeah. I he mean, tried. I got five of you to drink it, you know? That was crazy. I thought maybe I would... I, th- I thought for sure Four. that Fel would drink it and that Ziva would drink it just because uh, out of politeness. And mm-hmm. I thought pretty sure that, that Mike would do it because he drinks all the time. But I thought for sure that Kuiper would be like a little a little hesitant 
and he wasn't. I knew nah. I knew Oren wasn't going to drink. I, as soon as I read the encounter, I was like, well, Zach is not going to drink this one. You know? I think, Too slick for you. I think that I everybody did the best that they could have. You know, uh, I think Ziva probably pulled the most weight. I mean, she stood in the back and screamed at everybody. I don't... <laughs> I don't really know. Like, MVP like for do. sure, yeah. I mean, like, MVP yeah. for sure. For sure, for sure. Definitely. <sighs> for sure. I have to agree, yeah. Mm-hmm. How's everybody uh, doing this evening? Uh, punchy. A little punchy. <laughs> punchy, for sure. Yeah. I think that's the that's the vibe. That's the yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is. Either punchy I mean, or clappy, one of the two. I don't know. Well, if you're doing it right, they're not the same thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been doing wrong. I've been punching yeah. my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing like the martial arts, like ah, you know, yeah. and it's not, it's not clapping. You know? It's all coming together. No, yeah. it's making a turkey I, for I'm yourself. A, I'm in a great mood. I have been. I didn't have anything going today, like important. So I just like listened to P Funk <laughs> all day. Well, so I got to glide in my mood. stride and dip in my hip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, man. And and I've been I've been thinking about it, and I really think that Parliament. Uh, was was creating a Starfinder campaign like thirty or forty years yeah. before it was cool. Do you think so? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like if like I don't, I don't want to like spend fifteen minutes going over the lore of but like Star Child and the Mothership and, <laughs> no, 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 and that's, a, that's a Tom talks waiting to oh, happen. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, but I but I'm just I'm throwing it out there. Hot take. Parliament wrote a dope ass Starfinder campaign. I would love if someone made it into an AP, and I want to. You know play what? It. So <laughs> what? Scratch, fly, free or die. You're yeah, going to the 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 <laughs> run the P-Funk campaign. <laughs> so is, is that like one album they did, or no? It's over the course of like, like it's all the way existence. to, to yeah. Trombipulation and and stuff like that. Okay. That's I mean, a trombipulation is is a spell that you can take that's in the back matter of the AP. <laughs> yeah. you know? I need it's a player option. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need to expand my listening repertoire. I have some oh. exciting news, real quick. Okay, it's nowhere near as cool cat as as a uh, Zach's, but I got a new sectional today. It's my first piece of real adult furniture. <laughs> nice. Also, I'm glad you finished nice. that word. Oh, yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> Why not, Heath? Why because, not? Because I mean that's fair. It's me, so you know. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations on your sectional. Thanks. Um, superb uh, opening banter topic right there. Uh, I will say that I feel for the first time that I have uh, brain space. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, because so no, much of it was cows. occupied with with STF and like. Uh, with the convention and earlier this week, like Monday and Tuesday, I was still just kind of like recovering or not recovering, but just kind of like, you know, a little fuzzy decompressed kind of. Yeah. And then like yesterday I was like, Oh my gosh, I can, I can think about other things. <laughs> other like, things. Whoa. You know? I, what do you think about this idea for STFU? You know? Like. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like it doesn't stop. You know, I just, yeah. I just shifted to the Shift other gears. Yeah. One thing that I didn't really do is put a lot of prep time into tonight's session. So we'll see how that goes. This will um, be the one you kill us all. Cool. 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 Right. Cool. Right. Right. <laughs> Heath, you're awfully quiet over there. A lot of talking going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's never stopped you before. <laughs> uh, I mean, rude. 
Punchy. What's, what's punchy. up, Heath? Uh, punchy, punchy, for sure. Uh, I mean, I'm good. I'm good. I didn't want to interrupt. Everybody was uh, being mostly enjoyable and funny, except for the sectional comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm I mean, but we're s- proud of you. Like, you know, no, no, no negative to you getting a sectional, but like, honestly, what are we supposed to say? We can't even see it. You're going to go Sorry. get it and put it on the camera? No, it's <laughs> drag too it into big your room. <laughs> we'll wait. No, we'll wait. We'll wait. Go drag it. Drag it in. I'm, I'm not going to do it. It took two two dudes. I paid a person to move it because it's so big. Just tell Matthew to get get his poop in a group and y'all go <laughs> throw this whole thing in the room just for our amusement. Yeah. I mean, and I then we'll take, take a, a picture, picture of, it of it so the listeners, you can see it too. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's what we'll do. I'll take a picture of it in my living room and then I'll Photoshop it into my office behind me. <laughs> there you go. I got okay. this. I think it's a solid plan. I think yeah. that's solid. I like it. I like and then it. use yeah. that as your Zoom background from now on. We'll be none the wiser. Obviously. John? So anyway, Heath, what's going on? <laughs> John just gave a look like, don't you rope me into this one. <laughs> this is already derailed. Yeah. It was, I'm it, just it here to play, it just here to play if it was never on the rails. I was going to say, we're just going straight off-road with this. Mm-hmm. We got that Nissan Armada with the four-wheel drive. <laughs> we can go anywhere we want. Anywhere. Uh, well, you're at the hotel, so that's mm, just where we're nice, nice. just going to go with right there. That was slick, dude. Uh so, man, you have gotten two of the transmitters, maters, transmitters. That's what we were calling them. <laughs> pretty, pretty yep, sure. transmitters. Don't like that. Uh, <laughs> they were paid for with swamp money. <laughs> uh, but no, so you've gotten two out of the three, um, and one more will help you kind of pinpoint where the black site is, and also a pretty huge dent in the plan to unleash the penumbra protocol on versus at large um it was a pretty big day though so everybody went back to the to the hotel you did a quick sweep of your room to make sure that there were no more crazy assassin attempts assassination attempts in your room and uh, i think rolled pretty good on your perceptions so you can feel pretty good about that um Let's talk about before you go to sleep. Just how are you guys uh, uh, feeling about things? You know, this before you go to bed for the night. You know, is there is there anything you guys want to say to each other, or, or what's what's the what's the headspace of the group right now? Uh, would I don't want to uh, incur the shaking condition on myself, but uh, Fell is is mildly shooketh from being on. You know the rules. I, did, I said mildly shook it. That's not shaken. Yeah. All right, off target's fine. He's stirred. How's that? Uh, but yeah, felt felt a little bit uh, not a great place after having almost like felt himself almost gone. I mean, yeah, yeah you were like literally a turn at, away at death's door, you know, and, and it. I guess that's not literally. You can't literally be at death's door, but you know what I'm saying. Um, you were you were feeling your body shut down, you know, at a level that you've never experienced before. Yeah, so Fell's kind of reserved and quiet, sitting on the couch, just kind of, I guess, looking at everybody, and 
thinking about how lucky he is to still be here, but also a little bit mad because somebody, even though he's been shot at a bunch, somebody damn near killed him tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On orders so, from Kaon Reese, though, is the thing. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think that's that's where Orin's headspace is. Like he's he, like, due to his corruption, he's not really angry or or scared or or feeling any kind of strong emotion he's more thinking about it you know from a, a fairly level-headed place i would imagine and um is you know kind of realizing that that Kaon reese is uh, a ruthless son of a bitch and uh that you know they're gonna have the the crew is gonna have to be uh, ruthless sons of bitches as well uh, in order to bring him to justice as it were yeah. mm-hmm. I mean what's the what's what is y'all's feelings about this dichotomy of the two versions of Kaon Reese that you have identified like all of your investigations into him show him to be a stand-up person most people that know him had nothing but positive things to say about him. I mean, even Fell, when he worked with him, he was a good person, like legit good person. He was a humanitarian, you know? But then the other side of that coin is in the last five years, you pretty much have assessed that he's been corrupted, right? Mm-hmm. From from the, the stories that you got from Sylvain and just some other things that you've put together. So it's like, yeah, you're, you know, for, for Oren especially somebody who's who's kind of emotionless in this whole thing it's like all right he's we got to take him out you know he's obviously not the person he was but right. then for some of you that do have your emotions supercharged you know for uh, Mike for instance and in Ziva and then fell your relationship with him and then John you were <laughs> he's your bounty yeah you know <laughs> yep yeah, I think Fell would be heartbroken, mostly, to have seen someone who he respected so highly have fallen in this way. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of, you know, I imagine by now everybody's kind of thought about the Kaon Reese conundrum a little bit after all that we've learned. And I think for Mike in particular, that presents a little bit of a, a, a problem because he promised Fell that he would do what he could, like, if this man can be salvaged, I'll try to save him, you know? And and that's that's tough because Mike's, you know, kind of corruption is, is intimidation-based and kind of got him more jacked up and probably really pissed off about this. But the cooler uh, head within Mike's uh, kind of framework here is also thinking like okay well this is more proof that like this is not the normal Kaon Reese right like that this is a corruption or something and it probably I would think for many of us would make us kind of introspective those of us who have had to really deal with corruption for like you know that may be a line in the sand like if we if we kill Kaon Reese because he's corrupted then I mean there's a bit of hypocrisy there, like, if we're trying to save ourselves, you know? Like, we know that we're corrupted. Like, if it's a point of no return, then we should just end it now, you know? That's after we save the world. rather Nietzschean. 
but right. <laughs> that's I mean that's more the like kind of darker paths that he's right. going down because it's like it it would be a moral a real conundrum yeah. for Mike because uh, like he he promised to save this guy but it's like if we're saying that promise isn't something that we can uphold or something we should abandon then like what does that say about us right yeah and I'm not throwing shade at that either I mean you know that's I mean it, it's a opinion and I honestly respect that kind of perspective on it for uh Kuiper I think he's just actually like looking at this from a cold logic standpoint because he's had no no connection with this Kaon Reese uh he knows that there is somebody that was affiliated with him at one point he's looking at these two versions of that as you say Adam of Kaon Reese more as A leads to B leads to C. In other words, it's just, you know, uh, past K on Reese. Sure, likable, great guy, you know. And then now it's the opposite. And it's because of the corruption. He knows it's because of the corruption. Because he's, we've all been, we've all experienced it now, you know. And so for him, K on Reese is still a mark, you know. Anything beyond that, I mean... I mean, he's developed more. Like, he's he's developed a bit more openness with this crew here, but that's that's it, you know. Well, I th- I think for for Kuiper, this is just I mean, what I yeah yeah no, no go ahead. Vibe that I'm getting. I think for Kuiper and and Orin as well, it's really more about revenge than it is justice. You know, I think Mike is certainly more justice-minded. Yes, than I would agree with that. Orin or Kuiper are in this scenario. Yeah, you know, there Mike there is, is some some personal baggage that that yeah. is, came along with. I mean, this whole Kaon Reese. Yeah. For, uh, the the question is, how's the captain Ooh. doing about all this? You know, that's that's the big unknown. So. I feel like Ziva does not see this so much as a revenge or a justice so much as a if I can beat Kaon Reese I I win at the corruption like he fell to it if we can push past this if we can work if we can make this work even though we know we are corrupted if we can do what we need to do to save verses to save all these people to shut this down then the corruption isn't a it's a you know she's she's better than it you know she's better than Kaon Reese if she can push past it and overcome it um, yeah, I think I think that brings up an interesting point is that okay, you know, Mike and Heath was like, well, if if he's corrupted and we're corrupted, you know, what what's what hope is there if we think that he's lost to it, you know, and that needs to be put down because he's corrupted and I think Captain brings up a good point that it's like, well, Kaon is actively trying to corrupt everybody else around him and you guys are actively trying to stop it. So there's still more of you mm-hmm. left at this right. point. Right. At this point, yeah. Right. Well, but I think uh, to you know kind of piggyback on Emily's point there. I think the other side of that for Mike uh, whereas uh, 
you know, Ziva is saying like, well, we can show that we're better. We can show that we can, we're strong enough to push past uh, even the corruption. For Mike, I think the nobler side of him is really conflicted because he's like, if we can save Kaon Reese, then we can save ourselves, then we can save anyone who's corrupted. Because he is further along than we are, it seems. Right? Well, with that in mind, I feel like it's probably been a, a, a pretty quiet armada ride home and or, or to the hotel and a, and a quiet sit. And so at this point, Oren will break the silence, look to Fell, and just say, You know we gotta kill him, right? Fell just looks at Oren. Big black domed eyes just staring into him. You know we got to. Yeah, but I, there's, there's still a part of me that hopes we don't. He's got to die, Fell. Fell, there is... There is a saying that we employ at the pools. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Go into this knowing that the most realistic outcome is the demise of Mr. Reese. But if there is an opportunity that we can salvage him, we will of course do so. But I'm not... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but just know that Oren very well may be correct. And we need to know that you are aware of that possibility. I mean, of course I'm aware of it. Now, all this, all this shit, everything that we've seen, everything we've been through here so far, New Elysium and all that, has been him. But I can't help but hope there's a part of him still left somewhere. Well, Phil, for myself, I did make you a promise that if there's something worth salvaging, we'll try and salvage it. And uh, I intend, much as we need to face the possibility otherwise, I intend to follow through with that because who knows if we keep going down this path we may need the same kind of mercy one day as well Ziva would use limited telepathy and reach out to Orin and okay. just staring at Fell still kind of smiling trying to be you know reassuring with what Mike is saying she would say to Orin we made him no such promise. If Kaon presents himself, we take him down. Orin just nods silently. And he he probably would cut eyes to Kuiper too. Gauge gauge Kuiper's sort of So Kuiper's been mood. just like staring at this back and forth and he's he kind of uh speaks to Fell just I think you're I think you're going to be disappointed. But this man, whoever you thought he was at first, 
is now someone completely different. Is mortal dipsticks two uh, two drops bone dry? It's not. This is not going to be something that is going to have a happy ending. Kuiper has the right of it. You need I to mean, understand this. Look, be that as it may, I didn't get to where I am right now by being pessimistic about shit. I just didn't. And I'm not about to start. If there's a chance that he can come back from this, then I, I don't know, maybe I, I feel like we can too. Because we're going through the same shit, we're just not as far along. Well, much as I enjoy taking moral advice from a fucking bounty hunter, we do need to start planning for the next leg of this thing. Yeah, before that, I, I gotta go, uh... I gotta go take care of something. And Fel excuses himself from the room. Okay, yeah. Uh, Alright, well, let's follow Fel. Fel walks out of the room, I guess, into one of the bedrooms. Yeah, each of you... Well, there's four bedrooms, and then there's a... <laughs> I pull out in the middle. We never really talked about who got the pull out. <laughs> uh, but Fell walks into one of the bedrooms and closes the, bo- the door behind him. Pulls out his comm unit and uh, pulls up his mom's phone number. Okay. And calls oh boy. her. Um, all right. Let's see. Do we want to roll luck? roll to see if she picks up or not <laughs> that's up to you man uh what it's probably late um so yeah it's probably late in the day here so you call and uh it rings it's whatever whatever the futurist futuristic ring sound is a voicemail message comes up uh you've reached martha i can't come to the phone right now um, if you want to leave a message, please do. Please make sure that you leave your number and your name very clearly. Maybe say it a couple times. And I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Boop. Hey, hey Ma. Uh, I just I just wanted to try and do better, you know, with reaching out to you when... I just thought it'd be a good idea to call. Sorry I missed you. Um, As you're leaving the message, you get a call in on your phone, and it's her calling. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's you calling right now. Uh, and he hangs up and switches over. Fell, you called. I, I, I don't need. I, I, you know, I have a special. I have a special ring for you, and I have not heard this ring in a, like a long time, and I totally forgot about it. It's like one of my favorite songs from seven years ago. It's, uh, Anyways, well, what's up, fell baby? Uh, nothing, ma. I just just uh, was just leaving you a voicemail. You you, you beeped in, but uh, I, ju- I just wanted to call and, and I don't know tell you I love you, and uh, I'm sorry again for not calling you for so long, for not reaching out when I got here. Yeah, it's it's all right. Listen, I know that you're you're grown, and sometimes I forget that. You know, I still I still think of you as my little boy, and that's not fair to you. You know, um, it was just really good to see you, and I was worried about you. Uh, and I, I love you too, Fel. And 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 thanks, thanks for calling. Um, is everything all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are fine. Things are, things are perfectly fine. You know, business are you as sure? usual. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, why don't you go ahead and roll a bluff check? Oh, fuck me. Me. 
You knew yeah. that was a lie. I was going to say, come on, Mama Insight's got to be like That's plus 20. Uh, yeah, she rolled eight. a 16 on the die. So, uh, listen, Fel, you haven't called me in seven years. And now you call me for the first time immediately after we just met. Something's going on. What's going on? Does this have to do with that uh, that app you wanted me to delete? Yeah, a, li- a little bit yes, a little bit no. Uh, I haven't got around to that yet, by the way. Well, Ma, please do. Like, immediately after this call, please do. I'll set a reminder on Penumbra to tell me to delete No, Penumbra. no, Ma. Just delete it. Please. Okay. And then she deletes it, and the, and the phone goes dead. <laughs> she calls back. <laughs> hey, Ma. Oh, I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button, but I yeah. think I got it. That's all right. It happens. You got rid of it, though, right? I think so. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know, Ma. It's, it's it was a hard day working. Um, a lot of it, it. It was just tough, you know. And I, I, I just thought it, I thought it was right to to give you a call. Well, you know what I do when I have tough days. I draw a nice hot bath. I get some of my favorite wine. Pick up my. My, the newest Daniel Steele novel and I just have some me time now I don't think you really like uh, you know Danielle Steele that seems to be more my cup of tea so you know you could read whatever it is that you want to read but just take a moment for yourself remember that you know while you're out there protecting everybody part of this Apollo Protection Agency you gotta protect yourself remember that hey right Ma thanks I look. I, All right. I gotta well, get some sleep. It's been a long day. I just. You are. Uh, you got anything to say to your father? Yeah. Tell him he should have had that bubbling water. Uh, no, I'm not gonna tell him that. But I tell him <laughs> that you said you loved him, uh, and he loves you too. I promise. Yeah, you know I do. All right. Uh, well, bye. I love you, ma. Love you too. And I just kept thinking up. how much. I just kept thinking how much Fell's stomach would be turning when his mother suggested he get a, a glass of wine. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also. Like, already did that, oh, Ma. Also, Didn't go so well. Just for canon, um, Danielle Steele is Dan E.L. Steele is the last name, of course. And it's actually a completely solid steel uh, android. Um, his first name is Dan, and he's a romance writer. So he's stationed. Okay, so this is this is station. our world's Dan E. L. Steel. Yes, exactly. Cool, cool, Got cool. It. Mm-hmm. Got it. You're welcome. Got it. Uh, all right. Uh, you know what, Josh? I'll give you an inspiration for for <laughs> gambling with that call. <laughs> yeah, for, for calling your mom <laughs> and failing a bluff check. <laughs> yeah, I got a personal deck. Oh, all right. I got one from. Uh, it's a Deoxia Reospiration. Nice from Robin H. Uh, in parentheses, Bevan, 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 Bevan. <laughs> Message: You're still my garlic bread. Oh, what an appropriate, so sweet. what an appro- yeah, what an appropriate inspiration for for how you got it. Um, yeah, thank you, uh, Robin. Okay, nice, nice. Um, all right. So I imagine everybody, um, you know, 
kind of with all these thoughts in their head retires each to their, to their room. You know, I'm sure there's other conversation that happens, but unless there's something like really significant, we'll just kind of push to, to the sleep there. Cause we, you know, we got another transmitter to do. So as you guys are sleeping, Ziva and Oren. Oh no. You both find yourselves in your dreams drifting through open space. At first, okay. it's just each of you. You see just yourselves, right? Mm-hmm. But then you see each other. And you both try to speak out to the other, but no voice comes. Mm-hmm. You start flying through all of the universe past planets past past galaxies or and you get this sweeping sensation that you've experienced once before on the day that you died mm-hmm. Ziva you are seeing this you're experiencing this now you know of it you've talked to him before about it but you are now f- having a very similar experience and you understand it on a level that you never could have before it's it's pushing you both beyond your sanity almost just seeing everything all at the same time and as you continue escalating in speed through all the universes a pocket of light opens in front of you and at first it seems like salvation from this fast kind of roller coaster of of existential terror that you're feeling but as you get closer to it you see that in the middle of the light at first is a small pinprick of darkness and as you continue to hurtle towards this light without any control the darkness seems to swallow the light as you get closer to it to the point to when you arrive and cross through the threshold it's completely shadow. Mm. And as you go through this tear in the universe, on the other side, you find yourself what must be the shadow plane continuing to hurdle. Eventually you see a planet come to your view. It looks like Verses, but not right as if shrouded in darkness and your speed continues to accelerate beyond terminal velocity you feel your skin pressing against your skull as the the g-force threatens to rip you apart and you slam into the atmosphere of verses choking coughing as you go through the various stratifications of the atmosphere the different gases tear at your lungs no hope of slowing down you plummet towards the surface of verses coming into view you see a temple Oren you recognize very quickly the markings of this temple as Hebraic Mm. But all over the temple are 
horrors and terrors. Bodies dismantled in different pieces stretched across the surface of the temple. This has been desecrated. You again try to screech out, but no sound. And the two of you plummet headlong directly into the temple. And you and you wake up. We'll come back to you. Okay. Kuiper. What? What do you want? Uh, in the middle of the night, you you wake up to a, a ping on your comm unit. And can I can I see like who is it from or anything? Uh, yeah, roll me a perception check as you're kind of waking up a little groggy. That is going to be a 23. And what's your perception modifier? Uh, a 16. 16. Okay. Um, you see that it is no name is actually reaching out to you with a message on your comm unit. <clears throat> All right. I know that's a robocaller, so I'm not going to pick up. No, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up. <laughs> no, don't worry. No name is smushed together into one name. <laughs> oh, oh, it's Noname. Got it's it. It's Noname, yes. Got it. <laughs> uh, so you open the text, and you just see a text that says, Meet me on the balcony of, of your room. All right. So okay. it's really important okay. now. Who who's sleeping in the middle room? Is it Kuiper? Does the APA each have their own bedroom and Kuiper's in the not necessarily on the couch but in the kind of fold out? If I have my way. I feel like after everything fell went through, if he was sleeping on the couch, somebody would have given him his bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or their bed. So uh we'll we'll just say that Kuiper was in the on the pull out or whatever. And um, on the mini fridge, yeah, on the, yeah, on on the, the mini, mini fridge. fridge. There we obviously. go. Yeah, yeah, on the mini fridge, obviously. The pull-out mini fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, he's first off going to grab his pistol and knife because mm-hmm. you don't know Jack about this, whoever the hell this is, and why the hell they got his number. And he's not even going to get dressed. And he's going to keep the lights off. And how's the how's the how's the balcony? Uh, I mean, like I mean, like as far as like is there a, is there a, is a glass? Yeah, there's door? like a sliding door yeah. that goes out there. You know, can I see who the hell it is? Uh, when you look out, out, it's just it's dark and you can't see anything. All right, I turn the safety off and I proceed slowly, and I go ahead and slide open the door. Uh, okay, so you open the door and you feel kind of like a warm breeze hit your fur. Um, kind of sticky breeze of a city uh, in the summer. And you kind of look around waiting for your eyes to adjust. And you, you, see, you see nothing out there. Uh, roll a reflex save. Mm-hmm. Clock, clock. That's going to be a 26. Okay, 26. Yeah, um, as you're looking around, 
the shadows seem to extend up from the base of the balcony and start wrapping around your legs, trying to pull you towards the edge of, in, of the balcony. Uh, so you are able to avoid being grappled, but you will take some damage. All right. If I can, I'd like to tuck and roll back the fuck inside. Fuck that. All right, you're going to take uh, 13 points of damage. All right. Uh, yeah, if you want to move back, I'll need another reflex save. Okay. It's going to be a 19. 19. All right. You're not grappled, but you're going to take another 3d6 of damage and give me a will save. Okay. That's going to be 10 more damage. All right, so that's 23 damage total. Mm-hmm. And will is going to be an 18 on the dot, or 18. As you roll back into the room and kind of shake everything off, you kind of blink your eyes a little bit, wipe the sleep out of your eyes, and you look again, and now you can see that it's not pitch black outside and the same kind of neon light that always perpetuates Kuvakara, not to mention the forever dusk. You realize that you are having another phantasm. Um, but you shake it off. Uh, however, you know, you got your full night's rest before this happened. Yeah. So this stamina will be, will stay unless you, you know, spend a resolve to, to get it back. But this is, this is in the morning. Right, 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 right. Uh, so I, I don't say, get a full uh, night's rest is what you're saying. You do get a full yeah. night's rest. Okay. But, but you don't like, you get that before this happens. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, in other words, that damage remains. Of course. Yeah. That Correct. Makes sense. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, but I will say that that commotion kind of wakes up the rest of the crew at this point. And this yeah. is about the same time that, you know, Oren and Ziva mm-hmm. wake up. And he's just kind of like shuffling through his shit, like getting getting on his uh, suiting up and getting on his coat, his jacket and everything. And he's just kind of mumbling to himself like, yeah. Bullshit. So I guess Oren would come out, you know, in his undies with <laughs> Evelyn drawn, like, the fuck's going on out here? In in sort of a uh concern yeah, mood, like, I guess. Like, whoa, 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 cool your jets. It's okay. Yeah, well then Oren will lower the rifle, yeah. obviously. What the hell is going on, Kuiper? <sighs> Just another phantasm. I thought that I was over this, but apparently not. But I can't go back to sleep. Mm. They know we're uh, here. Yeah. Might as well brew some coffee, I guess. Or we'll go to the kitchen and. Not strong enough. And it goes over Start. to the wet bar and grabs himself a, an aguardiente. <laughs> Take a quick shot. <laughs> no, I'll have that coffee. Mike busts out, punches you in the mouth, knocks you out. <laughs> Sleep now. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Kuiper, we're gonna need to make punch. a uh, fortitude save for that uh, drink. <laughs> oh God. Ugh. Black Lotus. No, yeah, it's everywhere. It's black, black Lotus. Lotus. Yeah. Every everything oh, you drink man. for the rest of the campaign is gonna be black. Hey, you, man, know what, you, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? I'd like to go ahead and like have that like inject that whole bit like where like he's he pours it and he's got it right up to his mouth and he thinks about it. 
just like, fuck it. And he just goes ahead and downs it. Oh, I do need you to roll me a fortitude. So. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Adam. <laughs> Adam's fucking face. Ooh, I do need you. <laughs> Actually. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you're, you're fine. The... So yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, everybody's up, I guess, at this point. So, as you know, coffee's being brewed. I assume our resident bacon makers making bacon. Um, Michael. Michael, obviously. Um, I am more than my bacon making skills. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you do make really good but bacon. But you make the best. It's bacon. like you can make sausage, but everybody keeps asking for bacon because they like your bacon better. Michael, you make it so crispy, it just it shatters in the mouth. Yeah, but it's also a little bit chewy. I don't know how you do it, man. It's um, some kind of uh, it's magical. Um, Ziva's kind of like all smiles and just trying to be the normal thing, her, her normal jam. Um, but she, again, limited telepathy on the sly. It's going to slip on into Oren's uh, DMs. Phrasing. Uh, uh, are we still doing phrasing? Are we still doing phrasing? <laughs> exactly. It's cool if we're thinking. not, but I feel like somebody should have told me if we're not. Just doing slip it. right on in there, huh? Um, and she's just going to kind of make herself a cup of coffee and just kind of look up at him, sort of like, um, how old are your dreams? And so Oren just says, uh, like, obviously, telepathically, So you saw it too, huh? A break temple. Desecrated. Mm-hmm. You think this is just another mind fuckery that this whole situation is uh, been about? Or is this something, some, some new form of mind fuckery? Oh, it's a mind fuckery, all right. But to what end? I don't know yet. I need caffeine before I can even think about it. Same. And she would just kind of lift her cup in like a quick salute. And... <laughs> Mike's cooking bacon. He's like, well, you guys are awfully quiet. Stop staring at each other. That's weird. <laughs> it is. Long night, yeah. like bad dreams. You know the deal. No, I'd say while. Oh, why don't, why don't you tell us all about it? <laughs> uh, Adam, uh, I do want to see if I can roll a check to see if there's any evidence of that, te- like, whatever, if it was a text or... Yeah, you don't have to roll a check. I mean, now that you disbelieve, you look at your phone and there is no message from from no name. Mm, okay. All right. Okay. I'd say while the coffee's brewing and the uh, bacon's baconing, fellas... Frying? You said baconing. I said baconing. Did I stutter? Oh, damn. I said what I said. Yeah. Respect my methods. Yeah. I said what That's I mean, and I mean what I say. That's the name of the third book of our horror campaign, is The Baconing. The Baconing. The Baconing. The baconing. Um, but no, Fel goes to his... Uh, Fel goes to the restroom, and uh, in true Fel fashion, gets naked, looks at himself in the mirror, takes a deep breath breathes out a sigh of relief turns on the shower and just tries to wash away the previous day heard fortitude save black mother shower <laughs> in the shower, <laughs> in the shower god damn 
I will say this. If Mike actually asked out loud about the dreams, uh, Ziva would just kind of like laugh it off and be like, Oh, they're getting more and more aggressive. I dreamed there was uh, some kind of creature had attacked my wardrobe. It was unfathomable. Yeah, good luck. See if see if you can sense Ziva's. I'm still gonna, mo- I'm still gonna try. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's worth but the roll. I'm just I mean. saying, as Heath, I don't love all this behind the scenes <laughs> villainous talk. It's not right? villainous talk. It's they're not trying to like it concern. Feels you. awful villainous. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get a D6. There's villainry afoot. Villainry. Okay. You're trying to, t- you're trying to get my motive bonus there. I got a D6 on that plus. It's not as high as Kuiper, I imagine. Hold on, I heard a D6 plus. We play in Lancer, what? No. Mm-mm. No. Not, wow. not this time. If you want to make it happen, Josh, you have to make it happen. That's, that's... Right. Um, Adam, I'm working on it. All right, heard. Um, yeah, what'd you get, Heath? Uh, I mean, I never hoped to succeed at this. It was a five. <laughs> Total? Yeah. Ooh. It's a 38. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, brag away. I mean, I'm just saying, you're just like... Just for clarity. Just for clarity. Just for clarity. For the listeners. Yeah, you know. You're just like, my God, that must have been a horrible dream for her. Like, that's the worst <laughs> possible scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. A, a wardrobe monster? Yikes. <laughs> Uh, you, okay. you could tell well, Mike water is not wet, <laughs> and he'd probably believe it. He's not stupid. I, I'm not saying he's stupid. You, I'm just saying she could probably convince him. Yeah, but roles. I mean, I would put some pretty substantial uh, negative modifiers if she tried to convince Mike that water is. Oh, wet, we we going we know? gonna we actually is, debate this. Well, water right. is the essence of wetness. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that. inspiration. Dude, way to go <laughs> on that, man. Merman. Um, <laughs> what is your intelligence score, Heath? Uh, just your modifier. Rude. <laughs> I, I don't like the way this whole thing's turned out. When you guys are the liar, now I'm the dummy. Get out of here. No, no, You're no, the baddie. I'm, I'm curious. I'm just curious. That's all. It's a plus zero. I'm an average oh, intelligence yeah, yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. He knows water is wet. He's been waterboarded. I was going to say, he's well acquainted True. with water. Yeah, he knows his water now. <laughs> yeah, he does know his water. But <laughs> Orin will say... It's a plus 20 on any bluff checks <laughs> against him relating to water, yes. you know? Or sense motive. Anyway, we're wasting time. Or, Orin will say to Mike, Well, how about you? How did you sleep? Fine. <laughs> I didn't have any dreams. The GM didn't prepare one for me. <laughs> Must be nice. That's pretty niche in too. God doesn't exist for me. Uh, all right. Not a not a religious man. Yeah. Uh, so the bacon is baconed, and uh, you guys have your coffee, your your little add-ins if you need them, your showers, and I mean I think there's it's, it's you guys are probably even more motivated now to go ahead and locate this final transmitter just as this continued talk of corruption and the the assassination attempts from Kuiper on you or not Kuiper I'm sorry Kayon uh, 
I just Rude. gave up the whole plot. <laughs> Turns out Kuiper's the big bad, yeah. I'm reaching for my notes, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> like, uh, so the whole time Kan's been a reptoid, which is now yeah. Kuiper. Gotcha. Yeah, and not only that, but there's also another voice. For, for <laughs> right, right, right. Slash reptoid. <laughs> right. Uh, this is how I really talk. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to kill you. The whole time. I'm going to kill you, dead. Yeah. The grand plan uh. is now revealed. All right. So let's, if there's no uh, no objection, I think it's time to get in the old armada and head to Scuttle's cybernetic shop. Oren doesn't even reach for the keys. He just like starts to head out the door. I think fell on his way out would want to see if we could stop somewhere and pick up another uh, another round of uh, antitoxins or antivenoms, whatever the uh, poison. Yeah. Uh, let's say that you could probably pick some up at the shop that you're going to. Oh, How's that oh. sound? Okay, but like I also kind of don't trust it from um, that shop. <laughs> uh, here's the thing is like, yeah, you're getting into the Armada, but Scuttle Shop is right there in the shade directly below the you know the hotel so if you remember the facet that you're in all the the rich stuff is like elevated and there's this whole kind of slums area in the bottom and that is where you know that the cybernetic shop is located scuttles is located so um you know you can drive if you want. Maybe you could just walk down there. Certainly it's safe to just walk. Before we get into the Armada, I think Fel would want to check it for traps. Walk around that's it, fair. give it a once-over. Yeah. That's, that's a smart move. Yeah. That's some good tires, Pawpaw. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to kick them. <laughs> Dan, I don't think anybody's going to get no, that. That's a localized not. joke. That's a local joke, Very much but well, that I one was for fucking you guys. appreciate that it. Yeah. Just for y'all. Yeah. That's a good yeah. Armada there, Pawpaw. Uh, That's a good car, Paul. Paul. That must yeah. be some of that deep ass South Mississippi shit. It's, it's, uh, it's Pawpaw's uh, RV, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Pawpaw's yeah. Camper City. Yeah, Camper and then Pawpaw's, <laughs> like, it's like a, a local car and, and RV dealership. Nice. And he would have his, like, little grandkids kick the tires on the commercial. Mm-hmm. And they go, that's a good car, Pawpaw! <laughs> and it's, I just looked it up. Go to Pawpaw's RVS, like Pawpaw's RVs.com. That's, that's Still exists. P-A-W, right? Yeah, P-A-W, P-A-W-P-A-W-S-R-V-S. You're welcome, Pawpaw's. Right at the front, it's got a picture of like shittily drawn kids in MS Paint. And it says, that's a good RV, Pawpaw. That's not nearly as good as the Lead Co. Shuffle. I don't know if you oh, remember no. that one. Oh, man. The Lead, lead Co. Right, vinyl right, siding. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Our local commercials are very bad. Yeah, okay. Very awesome. of Picky, you got that Mississippi. perception roll, Josh? Hey, Pawpaw's Campers, if you want to uh, sponsor us. This motherfucker. <laughs> What's that roll, boy? Yeah, I, got, I, got that, I got that perception for you. I rolled a natural one for a 15. I would like to know the local commercials for all our listeners, too. What are, what are your bad ones? If they're on YouTube, link it to us, please. Yeah. yeah Join the Discord. Your, link us yeah. your worst local commercials. <laughs> worst local but look, <laughs> to get back to it... Um, well, hold on. Let Oren, me resolve if, the... Hold on. Oh, okay. Wait. Let me resolve the I wanted the to also roll a perception right. check when Fell's rolling, you know? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Just to, just to cover his, any gaps his he 15? might have with that 15. Yeah, yeah. Open for an engineering check, but hey. You know. Like, I literally can't roll less than a 22. <laughs> so, uh, 
It's going to be a 33 on perception. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just missed it. DC 33 and a half. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so, that's fun. Uh, uh, no, so, you know, with a thorough look, you guys, your, your Armada is just fine. Um, still drivable. Looks okay. like somebody keyed it, though. That's a rental. Son of a okay. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get Punk ass kids? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a very short drive, you know. Like maybe maybe time for like one run the jewels track, if that, you know. But you get which down one there. is it then? I don't know. You tell me. You're legend in the, has uh, it. I was gonna say Buster, but yeah, you know what? Legend has is pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we got that sorted out. Key information. Okay, I needed to know what kind of vibe right. I was walking right. in with. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Um. All right, so the golden glow of evening light fades to near blackness within this maze of murky, shadowed streets, illuminated only by blazing neon signs. The few pedestrians in the area move quickly, heads down and clutching their valuables, as they speed past stone walls crowned by razor wire and adorned with colorful graffiti. The squalid buildings here are characterized by boarded windows and metal doors riddled with bullet holes. Located near a two-way intersection, one such entrance is adjacent to a large, intact storefront window displaying a variety of tech from weapons to cybernetic augmentations. Neon block letters above the door simply state, Open. Let me put you on the the map I think it's open. I need you to roll a perception check. Roll a perception check. check. It's it's (laughs) fairly simply stated, it says. Shit, with my last check, I probably didn't. Oh my god. Yeah, the Dirty 30 allows you to see that the open sign is indeed lit. Yeah, anyway, I think it's open. It allows you to suss out that even with a dead N on the open sign, it is in fact open. I just see Ope. It just oh, Ope. 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 Let me Ope. squeeze by you there. I can't tell if it's open or if it's nope. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, all right, so yeah, you guys are, are here at the shop. Um, you certainly able to pinpoint it and if the door is open then the, the door right to the shop is right here if you'd like to yeah have to move a little See bit there. Just going. Oh, okay we got around the corner yeah it's just a little around the corner there you know. okay yep See, he was just following we approach the door right behind mm-hmm. old Oron Aaron hey you Ron hey you Ron hey you Ron alright yeah uh, so you, I mean the door opens with a with a gentle uh, tinkle of a bell that's on it, yeah. um, and you can step on in, kind of arrange yourselves in, in scuttles. Uh, when you step in, you see a Yosoki standing behind the corner. I'll kind of blow it up because he's kind of cute. Oh my god, <laughs> I put him in my pocket immediately. Can you blow that up one more time, Adam? I accidentally clicked it off. So it's this, uh white furred Yusoki. Uh, he's got this strange kind of like hollow hat over over the top of his head that's like looks like a upside down bowl. It's a whiskey bowl. Uh, in fact. Um, uh, he's wearing bowl. like leathers, like brown leathers, and you can tell that his arm has been augmented. Uh-huh. One of his arms. I like that uh, look he kinda, he's got. Yeah, he smiles as, as you walk in. And you also see two vests sitting at a small table in the southern corner of the room um 
But uh, yeah, so in here you see this long four foot tall steel and glass display case. It separates a small area of the room to the east from the main shop. Analog and powered weapons hang from hooks on the wall behind the display cases. The cases also contain cybernetic devices, comm units, and other tech items labeled with significantly marked up price tags. To the west, a repurposed storage crate serves as a table, flanked by two dilapidated velvet armchairs. Dilapidated? You guys remember that? Dill painted? Yeah. Yeah. Dill painted. <laughs> The table and chairs are positioned in front of a metal rack containing antiquated print books and magazines that appear to be falling apart. Uh, And it's at that kind of makeshift table where you see the two vesks. So how do you guys want to approach this? I'd like to roll sense motive on two vesks sitting there as to why they're sitting there. Uh, Is it pretty (laughs) obvious that they're just security? Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean... I'm, no, no, I'm just doing a bit for one being of, super well, why don't you roll a per, Why don't you roll a perception rather than a sense motive? Yeah. And I'd like to also... 29. 29, yeah. I mean, they seem engrossed in, in something that they're reading, but they don't, like, turn any pages, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Would... Ziva know like the uh, like a typical Yasoki greeting, like just like, surely, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, I mean, you speak Yasoki, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, she would, you know, come in and would do whatever that greeting is, um, and speak in Yasoki and be like, uh, greetings, friend. We hear tell that you uh, make trade and all manner of items and we were hoping you could help us with something oh well I'd, I would like to help you very much tell me uh, what, what can I do for you today and I you know it's not often that I hear such eloquently spoken Yusoki uh, I really appreciate that greeting it's quite nice of you come in what can I do for you today yes of course um and <clears throat> Emily's dumb and has misplaced my notes on this little dude. He's like, is he super blunt? Give me a quick recap because I cannot find my fucking notes. Oh, your job. I'm, oh I'm talking to my teammates. Oh, they we would have talked about this on the ride over. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we were jamming around the jewels on the ride over. <laughs> so, here's what Emily. I've got so far for him, like as far as the notes that we've got, is that. Uh, he's a mechanic and that uh, is tied to the local gangs, sells both stolen and legal uh, goods at outrageous prices yeah. and there's an allegiance to a Kuvakaran gang grants discounts so if you're part of a Kuvakaran gang, you get discounts Okay. as far as I know we are not part of a Kuvakaran gang <clears throat> Not yet, anyways. I'm just throwing it out We're there. We're not, but as we walked in, <laughs> sorry, this may be uh, whatever, uh, but did we notice any kind of like tattoos or insignia on any of the individuals located in here? The Vesk no. or the Yusuke? I see where you're going. Smart. Okay. Um, okay. But w- we don't know that they don't have any connections with um, CI. Syzygy and No Name? No. No, no not that we know they of. They don't. Okay. Um, Ziva seems like she's 
struggling to find the words, so Orgon will just walk up to the counter, put his hands on the counter, and say, How's it going, Chief? We heard you're the man to see. Well, that depends on what it is you're looking for. I could be the man to see, but I really think I'm you a might rat, be. So, I'm not even a man myself, am I? Oren walks up. I'm oh, Orin. sorry, I'm just trying to be funny. It's fine. What? Listen, you came to see me. I'm here. You're at my store. Uh, I'm glad to have you. I always like good customers. Tell me what it is. Would you like some augmentations? Would you like some of these weapons that I have? Fell walks up Couple to the of- counter and slams his hands on the on the or puts his, like slams his hands the same way that Oren did onto the counter. Yeah, we hear about uh, a black box. Oren just looks at Fell a little quizzically, like. Okay, buddy. He's just trying, trying, to he just, trying to pull here, he man. He just nods. He just, he just sort of, just a, a, a real short, curt nod. Just, okay. And, you know, he sees Phil trying to be hard over here. Yeah. I almost died yesterday. Gotta live a new life. Yeah. Gotta live it up. I mean, I, I, uh, I have a few shoe boxes in the back. I think might one of them might be black. Nah, oh, that's a really strange that's not what we're talking about. You know that's oh, not well, what we're talking about. Well, I mean, black box is quite vague. I mean, I don't know you, so how can I have any clue of what kind of black box that you're looking for? Forgive, my friends. I think we are all a bit excited. No forgiveness needed. I just am a little bit confused on what it is that you're you're hunting here. We have that effect on people sometimes. I will be blunt with you, my dear. Um, Tell me, do you have any items that uh, might be of connection with... Eclipse Innovations, or the Penumbra. Hmm. Ah. His his demeanor changes a little bit at the mention of Eclipse Innovations. Uh, He says, uh, no, I I don't uh, have any connection with Penumbra. I mean, what the foolish thing that is. But, uh, uh, Eclipse Innovations, uh, Oh, well, it's a business associate of mine, really, uh, from way back. You know, Eclipse does a shipment, I show up on the delivery route, some credits change hands, I get fresh tech, and Eclipse cashes in on the theft insurance. You know, a kind of typical business relationship. Nothing more, nothing less. Of course. Yes. Very. Yes. Um, this particular item that we are in search of, uh, and I'm sorry, what does it look like? Have both of them looked the same? What, the transmitters? Yes. The signal transmitters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and as Ziva goes to, like, say it out loud, she would instead kind of cock her, cock her head just a little bit. Can I, can I get, like, a sense motive on his change of demeanor? Like, sure. Yeah. shit out of the box oh can i keep it if it's out of the box <laughs> sure okay fine. sweet <laughs> i need it um this is an exception to the rule team okay okay i can do this guys i need this win adam <laughs> come on that's gonna be good because it's taking her a minute did we have a rule in place i don't know 31 <laughs> 31 yes uh, yeah, I mean, you could certainly tell that he he knows more than he's letting on. He 
you know, that he's kind of putting up a friendly face, but there was there was something behind behind that and he knows he knows a lot more. She would kind of quick glance around, make it obvious to him that she's kind of looking around, looking up and down, sort of checking for I mean, obviously this place is bugged, you know, in one way or another. Um, but she would again telepathically to him and the rest of her team, but not the Vesk, uh, she would say, Are you aware of what that item does? Do you know what it is it will cause? Or were you just taking the deal? Uh, okay, so maybe just clear up some confusion here. Uh, he still hasn't acknowledged the box as something that he has. Uh, he was just kind of talking about general relationships with Eclipse Innovations. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm misconstrued something there. Um, the item that we're looking for is a bit of a box. It does uh, some interesting transmitting. Um, you might... And she would kind of like explain the dimensions and what it looks like. Does that sound familiar? And batter eyelashes, all of the things she needs to do. <laughs> all right. Uh, and, so, go ahead. I was gonna say, as she finishes up <clears throat> um, asking and describing the box or whatever, Mike kind of leans over on the counter, and says, "Look, we're not based out of Kuvakara, but if it assuages you concerns at all, I am affiliated." And he pulls his shoulder up to show his gardener's tattoo. I don't know if you would have heard of the gardener's, but when else am I gonna get to use it? Yeah, yeah I like no, that. He's like, not a bad he's idea. Like, Oh yeah, yes. I've uh, I've heard of the gardeners. Uh, quite right. Well, uh, I I think that we could probably work out some deals with you if you're interested in any of the wares here. But uh, regarding this box, uh, and he kind of looks around very nervously for a second, and then he presses a button on his wrist console, and immediately <laughs> metal shutters lower and cover the shop window and the door. He says, "Look, nobody likes a snitch. If I'm gonna stick my neck out, you're gonna have to give me something to work with." And he's kind of like doing, rubbing his fingers together, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mike leans over to um, Ziva and's like, "Throw him a, a little bonus." And Ziva will look at our fucking journal to see how much money we have on hand um it's obvious he wants money right like he mm-hmm. actually did the finger like mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah we have like 8,000 um she would shoot him just really quickly she would shoot him a thousand credits and just be like that is just a taste just to make sure we can Stay friendly. Hmm. I I like the taste, but I didn't quite get the full bouquet. Hmm. Yes, of course. Samples often don't deliver that heady um, feel. Um, Might you tell me a little bit more of what we are paying for? Just a taste for a test, yes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have information. Sounds like I have information that 
could be quite useful to you. Now, as I said, nobody likes a snitch, so my mouth is a bit dry still. Uh, I don't mind telling you these things, but I want a full meal. So, it, it, it kind of the situation is is changing very rapidly here. Orton's gonna scope out the uh, the two vests again. Oh, they're watching. They're watching. Yeah, they're watching. Okay, yeah, they're in on it. For I sure. would like. Okay, so Kuiper is like, well, how about we look at some of your wares? We can come to a fair price. What do you Spe- specifically the ones from Eclipse? <laughs> I, I feel like we're not quite understanding each other Z- right now. Ziva would lean forward over the counter like kind of propped up on one hand under her chin and would bring her um, you know calm I imagine she keeps her you know, calm unit on her wrist and she would key in a number and she would get as close as like seductively okay but not like I'm actually getting in your space and making your guard super nervous mm-hmm. um, and uh, she would say I understand you're a businessman, my dear. Yeah, and she would shoot him another thousand and say, surely any other tastes could be sampled. Yes, I love the taste of credits. That's beautiful. Really, I I feel quite full now, and I appreciate you bringing me this meal. It's an unexpected uh, treat, and I I quite appreciate it. So let me tell you something. as I said, I have some information. You've done your part. I'll do mine. So let's talk about Eclipse. Eclipse is a washed-up military contractor from back in the swarm days. A few of you look too young to remember. A few of you look like you might have uh, maybe even put a part of it, eh? And he kind of, like, winks at Kuiper. Um, but it was bad. Eclipse started poking their noses into things best left alone. Wanting some sort of super soldiers that couldn't feel pain. Some doctor was in charge of it. I don't know her name, unfortunately. But then one day, her lab just poofed. She ghosted him. Present day, Eclipse is installing these transmitters. I imagine that's probably the box that you're talking about, right? But the transmitters, you know, they ain't just for this app. They make people hurt themselves, kill each other even. If you ask me, something happened in that lab that royally screwed Eclipse for good. Yeah, we're up to speed on all that, Chief. Oh, well, what else would you like to know? Does he seem like he's, I mean, it's pretty obvious he's holding back more information? Or is that like a role? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say he's holding back. He's just waiting for you to ask questions. You've loosened his lips for sure, but he's not going to offer up anything that you don't ask for. No, nobody likes a snitch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um... You said you know that these transmitters make people hurt themselves. 
If you have one of these transmitters, we will gladly take it off of your hands so that you or your staff do not hurt yourselves or any of your other goodly clients. We will do this for you. Well, that's the thing, really. Uh, in my line of business, uh, disaster is quite profitable, you know? So I'm not really opposed to this happening. See, I I, uh, I didn't download Penumbra. You know, I don't vibe with that, that sort of social media nonsense. Bunch of hyper-connected pups yapping about their feelings and posting pics of their bowel movements. It's quite stupid, if you ask me. I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh, yeah. When, when this whole thing happens, I'll just lay low for a while with my buddies. He pats the gun on his hip. And I'll just wait till it's all over. As I said, it's extremely profitable for business, you know. Hmm. I got bad news for you, Chief. Might not go down exactly the way you think. Orin, Orin you want to share it with him? Share, share what with him? The, uh, like the mind scene. Have you actually seen what these devices do, other than what Eclipse has told you? Because the reality of the situation is vastly different from what I imagine you are thinking. I mean, I've, I've seen some things now, so I, I, I don't disagree that Eclipse is terrible. And I really don't like him, if I'm being... If I'm being 100% honest, but I've got a business to run. I've got me a bunker, so if shit hits the fan, I'll just go to me bunker and I'll be just just fine. You know, I, I, I understand that you are heroes and that you're trying to do the right thing. And I'm very proud of you, really. I am. But I'm not really worried, you see, because I know that they've they've connected this to Penumbra and I'm smarter than Eclipse Innovations and I don't have Penumbra and none of my friends have it and it's never been anywhere near any of my tech Alright You sound very smart Everything you say is very intelligent It seems like you've covered all of your bases I would ask one other question then as a savvy businessman, what what would the cost be for us to take this device? It is obviously you are prepared for the fallout that will come. What is the counter offer that we could provide you that would be a worthwhile exchange? Well, I, I, I think that it's likely I could make something like 50,000 credits during this this uh, disaster, if not more. So, I mean, if you're willing to pay out those potential losses, maybe we could have a conversation. Honestly, I... As he's talking, mm-hmm. Ziva would telepathically to Oren blast his mind. Like a like a mind like a thrust. mind thrust. Cause cause he will. That's her order. I'm gonna be just in case this shit goes down. I think from the get go, Mike's gonna have been eyeballing the other Vesk in the room in case. I mean, he just said fifty thousand credits. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, 
if if this at all Mike starts to like look like up, it's, yeah, you know? no, yeah, for if, sure. If it's about to turn into combat, I want to have like a fucking ready to action to pop off on these Vesk. I mean, well, here's the deal. Oren doesn't like the gut, the cut of this guy's jib anyway. He thinks he's shady. He's I don't either. Shady. He's a war profiteer. Yeah. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. I mean, Oren just needed a reason to fuck him up. You know what I'm saying? He just needed the go-ahead. <laughs> just needed that so, spark. Yeah. Um, so in that case, Oren will just blink, I guess, and send some uh, racking mental energy straight into this dude's I mean I so have Warren a- is gonna mind thrust scuttle yeah yeah all right man we'll fucking see you see what they're playing around with this I'm gonna get my two grand back and we're gonna fuck off we're gonna get this shit 50 done. grand money come on